are early looks ruining the allure of sneakers before they ever even come out? We're going to get into that this time on Fire Footwear. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fire Footwear. I want to welcome everybody who is new to this and everybody who is old in this. I want to thank you no matter how many times it is that you've consumed this content, whether it's in audio, whether it is in video, it doesn't matter. Makes my day to see how many people love this podcast and how many people feel like my perspective on sneakers is something that they want to listen to and that hits home for them. So I asked about early looks. Now, I should give a little bit of a peek behind the curtain as I make this content because I think it's important sometimes to peel back the curtain and let you all know just kind of how all of this works. I think whenever you come upon somebody who is on YouTube or somebody who is in podcasting, I think a lot of times we assume that these people have these giant teams with them and not to... I guess, break a little bit of the allure of this show, but I do not have a team of people who are doing this for me. This is a solo enterprise. I record, I edit, I publish all of this stuff. And many times, whenever I come up with a concept for an episode, that changes as I'm getting up to recording time. And this is a perfect example of that because I had some other concept in my mind of what I wanted to do with this episode. And then probably an hour ago as I'm recording this, I decided to go in a different direction. Many times when I try to come up with content for this podcast, I try to think of something that is different than what others are doing. Now, sometimes I come up with things that others are doing, like when I came up with my top five Jordan releases that I'm looking forward to in 2024. But a lot of times I try to kind of zig where others are zagging. But this one actually kind of hit me as I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'm scrolling through social media. And it's something that I've kind of talked about before on this podcast. And if you haven't listened to that, you definitely should. But it's all about these early looks. And I've kind of contemplated over the last hour or so whether these early looks are something that may be ruining our love for these sneakers as we get them. Early looks aren't necessarily a bad thing. I think early looks are what allow hype to start building up because social media is an avenue by which hype is built. There's no way that these sneaker companies could sell as many shoes as they do without the use of social media. And there's really no way that we could connect in the way that we do about these shoes without social media. This podcast is social media. Just about every content creator also has social media. The sneaker companies do. The boutiques do. Everybody has it. Because in order to stay relevant in this game, you have to be able to have a presence online, not just in your store but on social media because you have to push the products that you have and you have to be able to build hype when it is necessary. And I can understand why social media is so heavily used today. When I did an episode on that, I did hypothesize that maybe it was starting to erode the very fabric of sneaker culture in that we get so many early looks and we have so much to look through that maybe it's oversaturating it a little bit. And then by the time these shoes come out, we don't feel the same way because we've been consuming the content and the videos and the pictures all throughout the entirety before we ever got here. And then once the shoe hits, it doesn't hit quite as hard because we're already looking forward to that next release. That's something that we in sneaker culture have always had to deal with. So this is not a new concept, but the Devin Booker one, the book one as they're calling it, is really something that has come to the forefront for me, not only because other people have been talking about it, but it seems to be all over my social media feed these days. 
And let me be clear, this is not the only shoe for which this is applicable. This happens all the time, and I'll name some other examples. But Devin Booker is a very prominent player in the NBA today. He is not a champion, but he has been to the NBA Finals. He's probably a top 10 or top 15 player today in the NBA. And when that happens, these sneaker companies are going to want to capitalize on that. And they do so by giving a signature sneaker to all of the prominent NBA players out there. Adidas has done it. Nike has done it. Puma has done it. They're all going to try to capitalize on this because at the end of the day, if this player likes the shoe, wears the shoe, and is successful in the shoe, people, and I mean consumers, are going to want to consume it. And that means the most money in all of these sneaker companies' pockets. So it makes sense that they would want to give Devin Booker his own shoe. I don't know how much creative freedom these players have when it comes to the design of these things. What I would guess happens is that the designers and the people that are actually over the designing of these from a technological standpoint and from a lifestyle and aesthetic standpoint put some things together and the player sees those samples and says yes or no to certain aspects of it. And that's how they come up with the final design. I don't necessarily know for a fact that Devin Booker wasn't an integral part in getting that shoe from the first sample all the way out to the line whenever it is that they are producing these shoes. I have no idea. All I do know is that he's a very busy man, and I would assume that as long as it's good enough for him, it's going to be something that Nike is going to be okay pushing out. Whenever there is a new model that comes out, hype is always being built around it, and that makes sense because Nike, if it's a new model, they want to be able to sell the shoe. And now today, when things are brand new, they are much tougher of a sell, at least in my opinion, because I think sneaker culture is so used to the idea of all of the old silhouettes that we've always trafficked in. Jordans, Dunks, Air Maxes, Yeezys, there's a ton of them to go through, not just those four. So whenever there's a new silhouette that comes out, you have to not only be able to break the mold today, but you have to be able to break the nostalgia of all of the other silhouettes that have come before it. Because many people are Jordan people, they're LeBron people, they're Kobe people, they're KDs, whatever it is. Whatever player they are wearing the signature shoe of, they're really stuck with that in their minds. And we do that as human beings all the time. We have favorites of a lot of things. We generally tend to gravitate toward those favorites whenever the time comes to pick something. It's like if you go to a restaurant and you order the same meal. Sneakerheads are not that different from that particular philosophy. So Nike has to push this out. And what's the best way to push this out is to make sure that Devin Booker is shown wearing these shoes and, very importantly, balling in these shoes. Now, the early concepts of these have shown two colorways, and that's fine. I think that showing one colorway or even two colorways that are on the horizon is a great way to build hype. The first one that we saw was the orange colorway, and that right now I think is like $1,700 on Goat or StockX. But here's the thing. They haven't even released any of those shoes. That's how you build hype. Since that time, I have probably seen a good 30 Devin Booker colorways that are either samples or something that he has worn on the court on social media. I'm not saying that this is inherently a bad thing, but at this point, we have seen so many colorways of it that I, the consumer, am tired of seeing it, and we haven't even had one of them released yet. So what's going to happen when they release? That's kind of what I want to know, is I think people were so allured by the first colorway that they saw because it's brand new, it's a new silhouette, it's a fire colorway, everything is great about it, and now Nike has just oversaturated it before we've even seen an actual in-hand pair of these. That's a little insane to me. And it's not just the Devin Booker series. You see this all the time now. Today, just scrolling through social media, first look, first look, first look. Here's on-feet pics of somebody wearing it out. Here's somebody who has a sample of this. Here's a first possible sketch of what this looks like. We haven't even gotten to the point where we are within weeks of a release. 
In some cases, we are months away from a release and we're just getting all of these samples thrown at our face, thrown at our face. So what happens when these shoes actually come out? Meh, we get them and they don't hit nearly as hard as they would. I understand that you're gonna need to show people what they potentially are going to buy. There is a cycle to how all of this marketing works. And obviously, as a part of that cycle, you're going to need to give consumers an early look at something. When I think of an early look at something, I think of it as here is an actual photo that's more of like a marketing photo. It's a stage professional photo of what the shoe is going to look like. It can even be on a model's feet for all I care. That gets me hyped up whenever I see somebody wearing it, but not necessarily somebody wearing it who's a celebrity who has connections to Nike or Jordan brand or whatever. Whenever I see people wearing it out, like for instance, the new Amaman year four that is rumored to come out this year, oh, there's people from the Whitner group wearing it out in Paris. I mean, that's fine. Of course they're going to wear it. It's a sample that they helped create. So Nike is going to give them an early pair of them to have for their collection. Duh, this is not something that's out of the realm of possibility, but it's also not something that I can relate with. And so now we're getting to the point where all of these shoes are just being pushed, pushed, pushed on social media. We see so many photos that by the time the actual real photos come out, we're already moved on. We've moved on to releases that are after that. The only thing that comes now is the performative act of actually going through the release and trying to get this shoe. And I said this before when we made sneaker resolutions, that a lot of times we are so focused on the next release that we get these pairs in hand, we look at it, and we have already mentally moved on from this. And I think a lot of this stems from the fact that we are seeing so many looks of a shoe before it is even available for release and available for consumption. We are not wearing these shoes and getting any enjoyment out of them because the enjoyment comes in validating it, seeing that it is what those pictures have shown you, maybe getting an on-feet pick, maybe even making a review video, and then we're kind of done with it. Many people who have giant collections will tell you that they don't wear nearly as many of the shoes as they thought that they would, and they're not yet cleaning out their closets. Because now when we go on social media, it's a new shoe, a new shoe, a new Travis Scott silhouette. Oh, look at this, another sample of a Travis Scott canary yellow. Another example of Travis Scott wearing a sample that he's never seen. In today's world, the oversaturation hurts. 10 years ago, seeing a celebrity wearing it when you didn't see pictures all over the place, that was a big deal because, oh my goodness, this is a shoe that could actually come out. Sometimes less is more. And I feel like with all of these early picks, less should be more. Right now, I'm already tired of the book one and I haven't even seen a pair of it yet. Haven't even tried to wear one. Haven't even tried to buy one. We should not feel this way. But we're getting to that point now. We're getting to the point where just about everything that is special is becoming not special because we're seeing so much of this shoe before it's even released. Give some time to breathe. Now, one of my resolutions that I told you was that I wanted you to buy less and enjoy more. And I recognize that this video highlights a way in which that is very, very difficult. But it also goes hand in hand with another resolution that I talked about, which was taking a step away from sneaker culture for a little bit. And that could even be taking a step away from sneaker social media. It's very important to be grounded in this, and it's very important to get back to the enjoyment of them. But I'm going to tell you what, man, these sneaker companies are not making it easy. These social media accounts are not making it easy. These YouTube pages are not making it easy. And I'm guilty of it with highlighting Jordan releases that I'm looking forward to. But if you go and watch that video, and if you haven't subscribed to YouTube and you're listening in audio, please make sure to go do that right now. You will notice that almost all the Jordans that I'm looking forward to are some semblance of a retro that we saw before. 
I already know what those look like. I don't need to see on feet pics of those. I don't need to see early looks. I already know what they look like outside of a few that we don't know what they look like. But for the most part, the ones that I'm the most interested in have a history behind them. And those don't need early looks. I understand that we need to push the culture forward. I understand that we need to be pushing new silhouettes. But what it comes down to is making sure that people are open-minded enough to want to consume those silhouettes. Give them a reason to. Give them hype to. Don't inundate them with pictures to the point that now they don't care about them. If you oversaturate, you overexpose. It just means that it's going to lose all of the allure that it had. And by the time we get to actually consuming the shoes, we are already done with it and we have moved on. But one thing that we're not doing with this podcast is moving on from the release of the week. Release of the week, where I like to highlight a shoe that has caught my eye. It's not always hype, very rarely is it, but it's just a shoe that I want you to know about. You all are familiar with Nike SB. I would say instantaneously, many people think of Nike Dunks these days when it comes to Nike SB, but Nike SB has been around for a long time and they have been making a lot of other silhouettes that are very big in the skateboarding community. And this is one that I've actually never highlighted and I've never highlighted this particular person before and it is the Nike SB iShot 2. This is the second signature shoe for iShot Wear who is a skateboarder who is big in the culture. His first one is absolutely fire and it really speaks to skateboarding culture to a T. I really like this one because I think it takes what they built with the first model and actually makes it a little bit more futuristic, brings it up to the times. It also kind of gives me an Air Penny vibe a little bit. There's two colorways releasing on January 19th. I have a feeling that these are going to be available because many Nike SB silhouettes that are not dunks generally tend to be available. And a lot of times you can find them in the outlets. There is a lot of fire to be had when it comes to Nike SB silhouettes that are not dunks. So please take a look at this on January 19th on Nike.com, wherever it is that you find your Nike SB releases. I think you will love them. I think there's something you could wear for skateboarding. You could get away with casual wear with them. They kind of fit the mold in a lot of ways, but it's one of those new silhouettes that I told you about, and I wanted you to try new silhouettes in 2024. So what do you think about early looks? Do they ruin the shoe for you, or do you think that they're necessary to keep the hype train going? Get in touch with the show. Instagram, at FireFootwearPod is the handle. TikTok, at FireFootwearPod is the handle to find us there. Facebook, FireFootwear, a sneaker podcast is what you would search. If you're listening in audio and you want to watch YouTube, Fire Footwear, a sneaker podcast with Matty Ice is the channel name. Make sure to hit like and subscribe and all that good stuff. And as always, if you want to support the Matty Ice Media Network, MattyIceMedia.com for all the other podcasts that we have. I hope this finds you well, fam. I hope this finds you safe. And as always, I will talk to you next time. This is Fire Footwear. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.